The Chicago Bulls' ugly and bad habits show up again against the Cleveland Cavaliers in a loss where the Bulls just look like a lethargic team. We're going to talk about that. Plus, Casey Johnson says and talks some more about Lonzo Ball potentially being involved in a trade that the Chicago Bulls could make. Zach Levine talks about the trade rumors around him, and we still got injuries, and they're still piling up even more. We're going to get into all that, plus a little bit of mailbag right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. I'm the host here, Hayes, but more importantly, you guys can follow the channel at Bulls Central Pod on every social media platform we happen to be on. With that being said, let's go ahead and get into the content for today. And the Chicago Bulls got their ass kicked. I mean, that's just really frank what it came down to. The Bulls got their ass kicked against the Cleveland Cavaliers in a game where the Bulls were never really in that game, despite winning the second and third quarters. Technically, the Bulls even never really felt like they got quite in a rhythm that would ever really win them the game. Now, they did get the lead down to four using a big man lineup of Nikola Vucevic and Andre Drummond. But then shortly thereafter that, Billy Donovan goes back small ball and the Bulls get out-rebounded yet again. And that was the really the story of this game was a few things. The turnovers by the Bulls, which the Bulls turned it over 18 times, how the Cleveland Cavaliers were able to convert that to second-chance points, and then the, then then on top of that, I'm sorry, to points off turnovers, and then the rebounds, which led to second-chance points for the Cleveland Cavaliers. And, you know, we can go over the numbers and things like that and the player performances, but really when it just comes down to it, this was a Bulls team that looked much like that team that started 5-19 and yet again. Zach Levine in this game had 17 points going 7-14. to Kobe White leads all scorers with 18 points, albeit a very efficient and inefficient, I should say, and bad shooting night going 5-15 and from the field, 1-5 from three-point range. He also had seven turnovers in the game. They did have four rebounds, three assists, one still on top of all of that. DeMar DeRozan only six points. Vooch with 17-10 and 10 and four assists. Drum with 8-10 and 10 coming off the bench. Io also scores 10 points. He goes down and leaves with an injury, uh, which we'll talk about here in a second. But outside of the numbers, right, when it really just came down to it, this was a team that just did not execute well at all. Like, it just didn't. Defensively, we were trash. Rebounding-wise, trash for the large part of the game. Not being able to take care of the ball. We didn't shoot the ball the best and terrible from three-point range. And the thing that made it all even that much worse is that the Cleveland Cavaliers didn't shoot the ball well themselves either. 35% from three-point range and 41% from the field, but they still hit 20 out of 57 threes, which really took them to the next level. Donovan Mitchell scores 34 points, leading the team in scoring, of course, and shout-out to Donovan Mitchell. And it just come down to, again, the Chicago Bulls being out-coached, out-worked, out-played. That's just what it was. That's what it was. And this was a game, if you guys listened to yesterday's episode, that I was already kind of weary of how the, how the Bulls would adjust to to, to the uh, second-half adjustments that I'm sure the Cleveland Cavaliers would have made, considering they're the fourth-best defense in the league. But even outside of that, this Chicago Bulls team just looked like absolute garbage throughout most part of this game. And that goes back to one of my concerns as far as this Bulls team trying to have postseason success. They're probably going to make the play-in, right? Even with them playing 500 basketball basically right now, um, they're still probably going to make the play-in tournament. But you know, when it comes down to asking or hoping that the team is going to have success in that playing tournament, maybe go above that. Um, it, it doesn't look like they're going to be able to do that, not with the way that they execute these playoff atmosphere type games. And that's what this thing, this team really needs to figure out what and who do they really want to be when you're facing off against some of the better competition around the NBA. It's cool when you're beating uh, a bottom feeders and the Spurs and the, and the Charlotte Hornets and things like that, even though you let the Charlotte Hornets push you to overtime. 
right? But when it comes down to these other playoff teams and playoff atmosphere type basketball, the Chicago Bulls just don't look good in. They don't look good in. They uh, they allow the moments to get to themselves. The other teams make adjustments. They have players that have been there before. This Bulls team needs to figure it out. Now, again, all that with some caveats. They were missing Patrick Williams and Torrey Craig, and this was a game where the lack of size was absolutely uh, – you felt that, right? And and so, yeah, when 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 uh, Billy Donovan decided to go – Vooch and Drum out there, and we went on a twenty-one and like nine or something lead like that, uh, a twenty-one uh, run. Um, it 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 wasn't sustainable because eventually one of those guys have to sit down, if not both, since you now depleted them by playing them at the same time. Now again, to the credit, it worked for that first stretch when it was out there, but then we went away. We had to go away from it because those guys got to sit down eventually, and the Bulls just played like crap. Like crap when you're running four guards out there. And, and that's not on Billy Donovan. I, I see a lot of people with Billy Donovan, you know, coming at him, and he's made some bad decisions over these last couple of games and in this game. But when you talk about, well, why is he running four guards? Who the heck else is he supposed to play? He played Terry Taylor a little bit. Terry Taylor gave us an initial nice stretch, I guess, in a way, but he sucks. He's not a good player, right? Uh, Javon, I'm sorry, Julian Phillips and Adama Sonogo didn't travel with the team, and even if they did, they wouldn't have played in this game. This team lacks size. This has always been something with with AK's rosters that we lack size in certain areas. And so, uh, you know, that unfortunately is going to play into the Bulls struggling. And that's what happened in today's game. The Bulls absolutely struggled. And uh, they got some things that they need to work and fix on. Uh, Now, in this one, Billy Donovan did talk after the game. I don't have a video clip this time, but he said this. The thing that was disappointing was a lot of stuff uh, when we got up by one was self-induced. It was quick rush shots. It was turnovers. It was offensive rebounds. It was all stuff we did to ourselves. And that's a level of awareness that's real. This team is their own worst enemy when the games get close and the games get tight and they don't execute their offense. And something I said on the postgame show live is that the really good teams in the NBA, not even the great teams, just the teams that are really good, they still execute even when they're down, right? And they're trying to trying to get a lead down or retake a lead. They still go through this their offense. and. They allow the process to eventually help get them back in games. This Chicago Bulls team doesn't do that. This is a Chicago Bulls team that gets frantic. They force things. They do they do things like that, um, with like the seven turnovers from Kobe White. And Kobe White got some opportunities in the fourth quarter, going one of four um, in the fourth quarter. We don't go through our through the through offense. We don't run sets. We then start start just devolving to one on one basketball and. That's not going to be good against some of the, the the teams in the NBA, especially a really good defensive team like the Cleveland Cavaliers. So, you know, the Bulls get a couple of days off. We go to Toronto next. That's on Thursday. And hopefully the Bulls are looking at this, looking at some tape, to try to fix some of these issues. But, you know, one thing that they are going to keep having to deal with is injuries. And so Ayo DeSumo re-aggravated a left shoulder injury uh, when he landed in this game. And so he went out with nine, nine minutes and 12 seconds remaining. Um, and, you know, when it comes down to it, it, it sucks. Right. And, you know, that when you add in the Patrick Williams still being out as well, who missed this game um, and missed the second straight game with his injury. It, it, we, we, we got some issues going on. Ayo DeSumo, while the stats aren't going to jump out the stat sheet at you, he plays extremely well in, in moments. Right. He understands how to put his 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 fingerprint and impact the game without necessarily always scoring the defense, the rebounding, the get out in transition. He's always doing something. And so not having a player like Ayo DeSumo potentially miss a game, we'll end up seeing there's right now no timetable for his return. It is going to be tough for the Chicago Bulls to overcome that because that now means we have to rely on Javon Carter. Now, coming into the season, those things that we just mentioned about Ayo, right? Maybe not always shooting the ball well, but giving good def- defense, getting steals, getting out in transition. 
That's something that you would have thought that Javon Carter could bring. But in seeing him with the Chicago Bulls team, he just hasn't done it consistently. Had a few small flashes of it. So hopefully Io can get out there sooner rather than later. And then with Patrick Williams missing time as well, like we saw, it, it's unfortunate. But, you know, Billy Donovan said that there's nothing structurally wrong with Williams' ankle. So there's no talk of, like, shutting him down permanently. It's really just pain management at this point. And so he's experiencing some discomfort out there. That's why he's not out there on the court. So, you know, Patrick Williams, uh, Billy Donovan even said that he doesn't necessarily, well, he, Patrick Williams has realized he wouldn't necessarily be able to contribute like he would want to with how his ankle's bothering him. So that's why you see him sitting out. And this is a time where we're already missing a player like Torrey Craig, right? And not to say that, it, I, I'm not comparing the players, right? But we are better built to withstand an injury to one of our guards and wings than we are anybody who's playing the power forward position for the Chicago Bulls. So that's something you absolutely have to look at on what is going to happen, especially if Patrick Williams keeps missing games and is going to miss some extended time. It can get a pretty interesting with those rotations. We didn't see uh, Daylon Terry play a lot of minutes. Um, like I said, I don't necessarily trust Billy Donovan either to go to a player like Julian Phillips and stuff like that. So, you know, this team's going to have to figure some things out. It's going to be tough. It's not going to be easy. And it's going to really rely on coaching to try to figure out how the best way to figure out the rotations that can help the Chicago Bulls and put them in the best scenarios. And let's see what he's going to cook up, man. Let's see what he's going to do. It's a, it's a difficult and scary proposition. I'm not saying that it's not, but let's see what he's going to cook up. Now, we got a couple of uh, extra trade pieces around here. We know that the January 15th date has passed. Almost everybody in the NBA who can be traded is eligible to be traded now. And Zach Levine talked a little bit about the trade rumors. He said this, we're winning. There's nothing better than that. I don't think about trades at all unless I get a call from my agent. It's just another day at the office for me. I'm glad to be out here playing. I've been in trade talks for a long time, obviously. I think this year was bigger than years prior, but at the end of the day, it's nothing new. And that's the right mindset for Zach Levine to have. That's the right mindset for Zach Levine to have. You don't, wanna, you don't want your player obsessing over trade scenarios and things like that and the rumors. That's for fans to do. And even then, I tell you guys all the time, stop obsessing over trades every single day, right? It's going to come when it's going to come. And most of the trades that you guys can cook up in the trade machine aren't trades that's going to happen. Doesn't mean that you haven't put thought in it. Doesn't mean you haven't really looked at the realities of it. But most of the time, those, those trade scenarios that you guys are coming up with, they're just not going to happen. That's not going to be the route that teams go with situations like that. So, the, like, it comes down to just that, man. And we'll see what this Bulls team ends up doing as far as with Zach Levine, if he's end up moved, if he ends up staying on the team. There's there's rumors and, and things to go all around with that. But when it just comes down to it, uh, the straight thing isn't going to happen. There's not going to be a quick resolution to it for the Bulls or for anybody else. And the thing experience the thrill of March Madness. If you're still out on the hunt for a sports book to call home, Bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter the bracket contest for a chance to take home prizes up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, my bookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim the code BULLCENTRAL but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about my bookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use the promo code BULLCENTRAL to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. 
BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. That I said on a couple of episodes ago, as far as that Zach Levine may end up as a consolation prize. He just may. But I, I see a lot of you guys still, even what was said, still saying, well, the Bulls are going to wait till the offseason. More than likely, they're not. More than likely, a trade is getting done for Zach Levine at this trade deadline, regardless of what happens with DeMar or anything like that, which Bulls fans like to get reaction to, or we should trade this player and do this first. At the end of the day, this front office is going to make the best decision, both for the player that requested the trade and for the team trying to move on and figure out what they can do. And so Zach Levine being back and playing well is the most important thing. That's always what we said. That's the only thing that's going to help facilitate this, if anything. But then again, like I said before, there's so there's only so much time until the trade deadline that, you know, and, and so many games that we play that are, are the Bulls going to have a realistic chance to really up that trade value too much more um, until the trade uh, deadline comes. We'll end up seeing what happens with that. But, you know, Zach Levine has the right mindset about it. He's always handled it as business. That's why so many people were kind of surprised when it felt like he gave up on the team because, Zach Levine has been in trade rumors for years, and that's with every player in the NBA. That doesn't mean that the team was shopping him, but he's always been involved in trade rumors. And because of that, you got to kind of follow it away, man. And, and Zach has always handled it really well, and that's why like, when he was doing the thing of not really playing well, seeming like he was, he was kind of uh, disconnected, it, it, it was noticeable because that's not something that we've seen from Zach Levine very often. So, you know, that's something to definitely think about it. Uh, but with the team playing and looking back like a mediocre team, you got to ask yourself, how does that impact the Zach Levine trade value? Because while people are going to blame it just on Zach Levine, and it wasn't, I want to be clear there. Anybody saying that, oh, well, we got Zach back, and now the, 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 the chemistry is off, and that's what's causing it. It's Zach Levine. It's not Zach Levine. And I've told you guys this. When, when teams are struggling, it's very rare that you can literally blame it on just one aspect. Yes, we reintroduced Nick, Nikola Vucevic, reintroduced Zach Levine. But we also lost Patrick Williams. We lost Alex Caruso for a little bit at that time as well. Now, Ayo DeSumo may be out. And so the team is playing different, but the pieces are also different. And when you have, uh, um, when you, have you know, players missing, everybody kind of sharing the ball and moving around, we do need to get back to that. But also, we just haven't gave the defensive effort that we were given before. We haven't coached, been coached well as we were coaching before when that system was rocking and rolling. And Kobe White right now seems like he may be going into another slump shooting slump, at least through the last two games, and see if he can work himself out of it. Now, another player that we talked a little bit about being surprised when it came up, that it was potentially, this was for Mark Stein, that potentially the Bulls could look to, to move Lonzo Baller, include him in a type of trade or anything that we have going on. Well, now Casey Johnson, who is the beat reporter for the Chicago Bulls, who follows the team every single game, has now also added to that. A direct quote from Casey Johnson saying this, Ball owns a, a $21.4 million player exception 
for next season that he'll certainly exercise. Given the insurance is currently paying the bulk of his contract, it's conceivable that Ball is used as a salary matching addition to any potential trade the Bulls make before the February 8th trade deadline. Now, we've talked a little bit about this, so I'm not going to go heavily back into detail for it, but this is an interesting wrinkle and a, a creative way if the Bulls are looking to add something at the trade deadline that we just have not seen from AK and Eversley since they take, took over this team. Now, we knew last season they were hoping Lonzo Ball was going to come back. And I know there are a lot of Lonzo Ball fans that are still hoping that this team is going to all of a sudden be back with Lonzo Ball coming. But you have to factor in the realities of it. And much like we talk about with the DeMar situation, we talk about DeMar DeRozan not signing a contract extension and the Bulls looking to get something back. You can apply some of that similar logic to Lonzo Ball in the sense that Lonzo Ball has one year left on his deal. He's been out of basketball for, for two years. By the time next season starts, it'll be two years and nine months, almost three years since Lonzo Ball touched an NBA court. And realistically, him coming back, even if he is medically cleared, he's not going to be the same Lonzo Ball, and he may not even be a player that can really play overly well for you. So in the same logic, using that contract in the last year of it to try to get something back that can help your team because they're still trying to win now is an option that should be explored. I'm not saying they should just trade it for anything, which I know some people may feel like because Lonzo hasn't been able to get out on the court, but this would be really interesting to see AK and Eversley use this. It will also be interesting to see old man Jerry go from using a contract that's been paying 80% by insurance to coming completely out of the team, but again, it's in the salary cap, so that's, that's a different thing. But this is something to look out for, I feel like, as we go towards the trade deadline, because if the Bulls are serious about trying to bring some talent back to add depth, we've heard win now pieces. And if a team's ready, uh, willing to take that expiring Lonzo Ball contract, which would it would be next season, and still potentially pay out an insurance if he's not able to stay out on the court, there's a chance that the Bulls could do something that we're all unexpected and not expecting. And some people have brought that up that the Bulls may pull a trade at the trade deadline that. We just haven't expected, and that's why I talk about the trade machine type thing. But we'll see. And Casey Johnson mentioning it just adds a little bit more validity to it because he's the, the guy who is with the team day in and day out. So if it does happen, it'd be interesting to see how it works out. But let me know what you guys think on that part down below. All right, let's get into this one voicemail. This one's from Reggie. Hey, hey. Uh, this is Reginald from Columbus, Georgia. Um, I'm not mad about this Bulls uh, off to the cast. I kind of expected it uh, when we were like, Five, well, six minutes into the fourth, I was like, okay, the Bulls are getting out rebound. So, of course, Bill's going to go small ball. Uh, Zach Levine is turning the ball over and giving fouls while guys are taking their shot. So, of course, Bill's going to keep them in. Uh, what else? You had most, you had the Cavs going on a run where they went from down by one to up by nine. And, of course, Billy wasn't going to call a timeout. He's going to let them play through despite the fact that they were clearly struggling. And when ESPN analysts talk about this, they're, of course they're going to mention the poor play, which they should, but they're not going to say a word about the coaching. Billy Donovan is the Mike McCarthy of NBA coaching. He has a good record because of the stars who played under him, and he rolled their success to an NBA job. Is he bad? No. Is he mid? Yes. Is, he, is the Bulls ever going to go anywhere with him? No. And the sad part is, it's going to probably be another two, three years before the front office figures that out. But it is what it is. Like I said, I'm not mad. I'm not frustrated. I'm just not surprised. I'm just mad. But uh, thanks for hearing me out. What's your opinion on that? Bye. 
Billy Donovan's coaching. And much like I said in the earlier segment, it's not all Billy Donovan. And I see some people blaming strictly just Billy Donovan, and it's not that. Blaming just Zach Levine, it's not that. Blaming just Kobe White's slow shooting, it's not that. Blaming just Nikola Vucevic, it's not just that. It's a combination of all those things. And DeMar DeRozan as well, kind of defaulting back to some of the DeMar bad traits that we saw before as well. But it's a team, overall team thing. And yes, Billy Donovan's coaching does impact the Bulls. Coaching does matter. Do make no mistake about it. But I think right now with the hand that Billy's dealt, he can only play a certain amount. Terry Taylor is not good. He's not good, right? So when, you, when you're missing key parts of your roster and the rest of it are supposed to be, some people are back end of the bench players for a reason. Now we could say things like get creative, use Adama Sonogo, who, who's, who's killing it down in the G League. Use Julian Phillips, who's really showed everything in the G League that you could possibly want from a second-round pick. Give him some minutes. Yes, those are valid statements to make, but we know that Billy Donovan, and he's not the only coach that does not play young players right away. But I will say this, seeing a player like G.G. Jackson absolutely cook it up, right, as a rookie that's been allowed to have an opportunity to do that, it'd be nice for once if the Bulls play their rookies and give them an opportunity to show what they can bring early on and make a step up for the Chicago Bulls. Is Billy Donovan going to do that and change his stripes all of a sudden? I don't think so. Would I love to be proven wrong on that? Absolutely. Don't think I will be, though. But I get what you're getting at, Reginald, and it sucks to see the team perform this way. It sucks to see the team give up an absolute goose egg of a game where they just don't have it throughout large parts of that game of the game, and especially it being the Cleveland Cavaliers of all people, all teams, which is a good team. I like a lot of their roster, but it's a terrible city. And so, you know, you got your things that you need to look at and work on with that. And hopefully the Bulls can look to do that. Hopefully they can, right? And so Billy Donovan's coaching is going to look really good, especially when Kobe's rocking and rolling and we're moving the ball around and playing really good as a team. But the thing that's most concerning about all this isn't just Billy Donovan's coaching. It's the fact that the Chicago Bulls are starting to let those bad habits creep back in for the team. And we've seen before that that's just not winning basketball for this franchise when you allow yourselves to play like that. The Bulls have to step up, and they have to execute as a team. And defensively is one of the things that you have control on. You have to continually give that solid effort defensively if you want to be a team that can beat these other teams. This is the playoff push. It is what it is now. We are in the middle of January. This is the time where you need to make your move when you have a weak schedule. And so, you know, the Bulls, like I said, they're playing good enough basketball to make the play-in now which is, I guess, good enough in a way considering how we started, but we've seen that this team has the potential to be more, and they need to bring it out. They need to want it. We can't want it for them. They got to go out there and, and want it themselves to be able to give us the type of effort that we deserve to see from the Chicago Bulls, bring the Chicago edge back to the Bulls. We saw that for a little while. We've gone away from it. Let's get it back. Let's get it back, and hopefully we talk about them getting it back against the Toronto Raptors when they play them on Thursday. Let me know what you guys think is always down below. Make sure you're following the show at Bull Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, bullcentralpod at gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. Thanks to you guys. And like I liked in every episode on, go Bulls. Love you guys. See right if you can, y'all. Peace. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Media.